I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glorious. Glorious. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again. Relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. Guardians of Grace. Year two. Year two. <laughs> that sounds good, Bill. And I'm here. You just heard the voice of Guard Dog Steve sitting across the table. That's how's Amen. Amen. Guard Dog Steve, as always, is just stoked to be here. Just couldn't be in a better place right now than right here talking to my peeps. <laughs> well, Guard Dog Steve. You don't look any older than a year ago. No, sir. I'm on eternal time. I get younger. And once again, we were waiting on feedback from the audience to get direction to where to go. We kind of really haven't got any feedback, and I'm happy about that because I think we still need to do more on what we did on the anniversary podcast about manifesting that's such a huge part of the Christian life not the mosaic life but the Christian life I think we need to speak just about manifesting about practicing the truth or speaking and acting as those who will be judged by the perfect law that gives freedom John Jesus calls it practicing the truth right after John 3.16. Talk about that and the two natures. There, There's years worth of podcasts right there on those three subjects. And we've barely touched the tip of each one of those icebergs. I think it would behoove us to kick some more ideas around. I think so. Looking up the word behoove. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get my power word yeah, study? Yeah. With that in mind, let's maybe review what we did. Okay. We started off talking about the idea of looking what an indicative statement is and what a imperative right. statement is. Do you want to a go A verse in the imperative and a verse in the indicative. Yeah. Okay. Just briefly review. Well, overall, indicative statements are statement of facts. You can think of it as they indicate a fact. Or a declarative. A declarative. They declare something. And an imperative is a command, basically what you're supposed to do. 
what the Bible verse is telling you to do. And what we found out was almost every imperative that we ran across has a how you do it formula to it, attached to it. Most of the time it has a how you do it phrase attached to it, right? They're blatant and obvious if you understand what that phrase in Christ or in the Spirit actually means. If that has meaning to you, then each one of those imperative moods becomes an indicative how you do it statement. They do. If you don't have the how you do the verb, how you carry out the imperative, then you have the old covenant and just new terms, which you will fail to carry out any of the imperatives. Which in many cases, Monday through Friday, that's what you hear on the radio and the TV. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, is one example, you will live. Right. Let me just take out the if by the Spirit. And I would add to that, you will live an exemplary Christian life. You will. So let me go back and take out how to do it. Okay. Put to death the deeds of the flesh and you will live. That's death. That's death. That's what... You won't live. That's the Old Covenant. That's the way they spoke in the Old Covenant. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. By the Spirit is so important. It's the means by which you do it. The whole foundation of Christianity is built on it. That's what Paul said. He said, this is my way of life in Christ Jesus. That means by using the power that Christ in him, the hope of glory, has to live the exemplary Christian life. He says, I went to teach this everywhere in every church. It was his one central theme, his thesis that he came to each church with. The fact that we have to live by the Spirit of God and not our human determination or ability to grit our teeth and... and carry out, oh, be obedient. Be obedient for God. Which we all want to do. That it's, a, it's a given. We all want to be obedient to, to God. Nobody listening to this podcast wants a license to sin because otherwise you wouldn't be studying the Bible and listening to Bible studies, which is what this podcast in essence is, is a Bible study. You wouldn't be listening to two guys like Bill and Steve if you weren't wanting to be just as obedient as you can be. That is the one thing Grace Guard Dogs and Legalists have in common. They both want to live the exemplary Christian life. Yes, yes. There's a verse in Nehemiah and it's memorized it's a memory verse for a lot of people nehemiah 8 10 the joy of the lord is your strength yes how you get to that verse in verse 10 is amazing in verse 1 
Most translations don't pick this up. They say the people are gathered, the nation of Israel is gathered, assembled together. In the Hebrew, it says, all the people are gathered as one man. Oh, It's wow. our corporate identity. Wow, wow. They're gathered as one man. Amen. That is how God saw the nation of Israel. And that is how God sees the church as one man, one body. And they're gathered before the water gate and the book of the law of Moses is brought out and read. And Ezra the priest brings the law before the assembly, both men and women and everyone intelligent to hear on the first day of the seventh month. So here it's saying all the men and women and all the people sounds like a lot of people, right? Yes, it does. So going back to verse 1, it says they're all gathered as one person. It's so important to see this corporate identity that by Christ is the new man. The new man is Christ, and we are all members of his body. It says that verbatim in 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The body is a unit, even though it's made up of many parts, and all the parts are many, it is still one body, so it is with Christ. So, let me just get to the, the salient point. <laughs> Check off the power word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says the law is read before them from like morning till late in the afternoon, and all the people... <laughs> After it's all read, the people say, Amen, Amen. And then when we get to verse 6, it lists all these priests. The law is read. The people say, Amen, Amen, the double Amen. So verse 5 again. Ezra opened the book before the eyes of all the people, for above all the people he had been, even at his opening in it, all the people have stood up. Then Ezra reads the law to the people. They say, Amen, Amen, and they bow and praise God, and their faces are to the earth. They're looking down. Looking down. Not looking up. Verse 7, a bunch of priests. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> are giving the people understanding. They're opening their eyes. These are the same thoughts that we have in those spiritual prayers that we've been going over on our Facebook page. Right, that the the eyes eyes of your heart would be enlightened. That's exactly what they're doing. It says that they're giving the people understanding, insight into the law. They're giving this insight to all the people Verse 8, and they read in the book, in the law of God, and Nehemiah, he basically rebukes them for mourning and going to the law as impossible. And he says, in verse 9, he tells them, go celebrate, have a feast, and share the feast with everyone. Give, give everyone this good news, okay? Mm-hmm. Why were they mourning? They just had the whole law read to them, 
and they're saying this is all true. Amen, amen, the okay. double amen. This is all true, but they're mourning because <laughs> like they can't, can't keep it. it. And he says, and then in verse 10 he says, but go celebrate. Go eat good foods and drink and celebrate. And so he says, go, this is, go celebrate because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is knowing that it's Christ in you. The Lord here is our I am verse. The joy of the I am is your strength. The I am, he is the I am everything the law requires. Everything. What, that's that's why your he, strength. That's why he named himself I am the I am because you can fill in the blank on anything that you need and he is that. Yes, he's any commandment, mm-hmm. any Task. imperative that you're given, any he verb. says, the joy of the I am is your strength to carry it out. Exactly. That's a profound statement. And it's gathered in, there. all the people are gathered as one man. Christ. It's almost identical to when Jesus was baptized in John 150, I think it is. And all the people we learn in Romans 6 were gathered into him as one man. So in John 150, Jesus is baptized, and we know from Romans 6 we were all gathered into him and seen as one man, just like in Nehemiah when they were addressed as one man. Romans 6 says one man was baptized. Later on in Are you saying when Jesus was baptized we were baptized into him? Or is it when he died we were baptized into him? It is it turns out it's both but what you just said when he died that's the one that counts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Jesus figuratively was baptized, mm-hmm. and we were all baptized in, with, with him because him we were in his loins. Because of what he says here. Mm-hmm. He says, Amen, amen, or verily, verily, or I tell you the absolute truth. When Jesus says the double amen, when Nehemiah says the double amen, when the psalmist says the double amen at the close of each section of the psalms, it is a word that means, uh, it, it's what, it's, a, it's a, like a legal word. When you give testimony in court of law, you say, amen, I meant, I tell you the absolute, absolute truth. truth. Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Now, a testimony is different from a revelation. You may not get the revelation, which in John 1, they don't get the revelation. In Nehemiah, they don't really get the revelation. But Nehemiah says, Amen, amen, I'm telling you the truth. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Knowing that Christ is your life will be your strength. 
in John 1, Jesus is baptized and it says immediately heaven is opened up and the words come out, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's an amen, amen. Now, if you are included in Christ by being baptized into Christ, which Romans 6 says you were, then God is well pleased with you. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. And later on, Jesus says, when the mother of Peter and what's his brother's name? Drawn a blank, but go ahead, go ahead. Their mom Mm -hmm. says to Jesus, can you make it so my sons sit at your right hand and left hand when they get to your kingdom? And he basically says, it's not up to you. That's my father's decision. And th- but he asks her this question, can they undergo the baptism I'm about to go through? Now, what is the baptism he's about to go through? Because he'd already been baptized. He'd already been baptized. That mm-hmm. was symbolic mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, this other baptism is world-changing. This other baptism is going to mean that every child of God will have the same response. You are my son. You are my daughter. I am well pleased with you. Yes, because God saw us all, mercifully saw us all as being baptized or placed into or as baptized means being dipped into Christ. He saw us being placed into Christ as Christ was dying to pay the sin debt. And so this John 1.50, we see something that has been shut since Genesis 3, when the fall happened, and heaven was shut out, and man was shut out from God. Now Jesus says, there's an open heaven, and he says, he says it in this language, I I'm testifying, I'm telling you the absolute truth. Remember, this is not a revelation that they get, but it's he's saying that in such a way that you, I know you don't get this, mm-hmm. I know you don't see it, I know you don't understand it, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you the absolute truth. Heaven is open. Mm-hmm. God the Father looks down on you and he's well pleased. Amen. From this point on, because we're included in Christ. Yes. And so now Paul takes this revelation, but Paul doesn't say verily, verily in Romans 6, does he? No. He says, don't you know? Don't you know? That's different than verily, verily, Mm -hmm. or amen, amen, Mm -hmm. or I'm giving testimony. This is an absolute fact. Mm -hmm. He's saying, don't you know this? Now, the difference is the Holy Spirit has now come to under, so we can understand these things. So now there, we, we have the understanding made possible by the Spirit that we can depend on the Spirit. We have understanding given by the Spirit and we have our strength given by the Spirit. This makes us joyful. So the words of Nehemiah ring true. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the I am is our strength. 
the joy of knowing he is whatever we are in need of in need of or not is our strength he's our strength mm -hmm. so now we can interpret every imperative in the new testament through the i am as our strength the i am can do it of what we ain't mm -hmm. and the most outstanding good news is that the i am of the universe is inside of us he lives and dwells inside of us we have that unbelievable power within us to use so why would we ever use our our, our human effort when when we have so much power to do good to be a good person we have so much power to be a good christian a model christian we can achieve model Christian status, but we have to depend on the Holy Spirit and not how strong we are. Because how strong we are, the Bible proved to us for 2,500 years watching Israel that we weren't strong enough to do it. Life has proved to me over and over and over and over I can't live the Christian life, no matter how determined I am, how dedicated I am, how much I try and how hard I grip my teeth. I still can't make everybody like me, like I want them to. I don't shine like I want to. I don't live up to my own expectations. I want everybody to be pleased and happy with me, and it doesn't happen unless I'm letting Jesus shine through me. So that's why I think it's so important to let our light shine. Amen. Manifesting the life of the I am. Manifesting. That's what we do as Christians in the 21st century. We just carry around in our mortal bodies Christ and he manifests himself through us whenever he needs to or according to God's plan. And we get to feel that. We get to feel heaven on earth. We get to feel him using us and know that we're experiencing the God of the universe and we're not experiencing that futility that makes us groan and gnash our teeth, trying so hard to get our wife to turn around and not be mad at us that night just turn it over to Jesus he can turn her around in an instant it barely takes him one sentence he says the perfect sentence though is Jesus in us that can do all these things for us we just manifest him That's, they made a whole new covenant and the whole new covenant was manifest the Son of the Father, the Son of Glory, manifest Him. The one new man. The one new man. Going back to John 1, Yes. I think there's 10 or 12 of those, Amen, Amen, I tell you the absolute truth. And every one of them has to do with, He tells us something about the new life and the new man. 
the new life is the life of the spirit, and the new man is who we are in Christ, the so new man. what you're saying is literally, and I know this from past conversations, that you actually looked up all the amen, amens to see what they were about, and you found, found out that they're about the, the new man. Yeah, and John is saying the same thing as Paul, but he gives it as, like he says, the apostle that testifies these things, their testimony. Paul gives it as revelation, but they're the exact same revelations. They're the, but one is giving it as, this is going to blow your mind. You don't have the spirit now to understand it, but I'm telling you the absolute truth. No longer will you be like in Nehemiah 8, looking at the ground, picture of Adam, man from the dust, but you'll be looking towards heaven at the new man, who's called in 2 Corinthians, the man from heaven. Setting our mind on things above. And that, the new man and the new life, will be your strength. And so the people have that joy in the, the same thought as the the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy. Adam was, the earthly man was kicked out of the kingdom, and now the kingdom is open back. The kingdom of heaven is open back. And he has joy. He doesn't have to look at the ground and see the hopelessness of the earthly man. He can look to heaven and see the joy of the new man who is the I am for everything that we can never be. He is. The I am is the doer. The doer. And I love it that it doesn't say he's the I will be. No. Or the I was. No. But I can live my life, something that's troubled me my whole life, I can live my life in the moment. Moment by moment, every day, in the present tense, I am. He is my I am. What I need at that moment of my life, he is. What I draw from the earthly man in that moment, I am not. But I have joy because the I am is. He's my strength. He's my peace. Yeah. He's my righteousness. And we made a new covenant by which we manifest him. That's the crux of the new covenant that was made, the new way to play the game. God made a new game with new rules, and his rule was manifest my son, and you get around the bases. You, you hit a home run every time. Every time. Don't use my son, and it's, it's back to futility where you learn not to use your capabilities. And it changes in an instant when your focus changes, too. It does. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. You're, you're totally not the human-driven person anymore. If you're in Christ, that means in the Spirit, in the power or the control of Christ, you are a new creation. You are the new man right now, 
that whatever was bothering everybody 20 minutes ago is a different person. That was the old man. He was bothering everybody. But now, thank God, you're, you've put on the new man. All these things give us the same word picture. You are manifesting the God of the universe and you are not manifesting the man made of dust. And see, even that, the Second Corinthians, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I made a verb out of that. Yes, me too. I, I don't know. It's a statement, but mm-hmm. I made a verb out of it because I said, hmm, I don't feel like a new creation. No. I don't feel like old things have passed away. I don't feel like all things are new, which is the new man. So I better get busy and start weeding out these old things and start making all things new. I was floored when I realized what that verse was talking about, that it was talking about moment by moment. You're either the old man or the new man. One minute you're the old man, the next minute you're the new man. It happens that fast. And when you are the new man, the old, doesn't it literally say all things have passed away? The old man has passed away? Yes, he has. He was, don't you know that all of us were bat, who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his, what, death? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what First John says? He has passed from death, death. to life. Yes. And it's so cool in 2 Corinthians 5 that the Greek puts it in a, let me think of the verb it is in, it's in, it's not a past tense, but it's a... Imperfect tense? Help me out. Perfect no, tense. Aorist tense. Okay. don't know why I couldn't think of that. Yeah. It's an aorist tense, meaning it's happened at a point in time in the past with present tense results, with I am in the moment results. We died with him at a point in time in the past, but with present tense, we're dead. And we're a new creation that happened in the past with the present tense, we're a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, check it out, all things are new. And all this is from God. God. Who has made us what? Ambassadors. He made us ambassadors because he is the ambassador from heaven that works through us. It's not actually us speaking and talking to people and presenting the gospel to those people and having the the smarts to convince them to receive Jesus, but it's actually Jesus in us being the ambassador and speaking for us. Exactly. In fact, it, doesn't it say exactly that as if he is making his appeal via through, through us. us. Through us. Amazing how it's always on this theme. And his appeal is be reconciled to God. And I messed that one up too. What did you think be reconciled to God meant? Oh, quit going to the bars. Get right. Get my life right. And that would make, that would be trying to make him reconciled 
to us. Isn't it when you look at it? Yeah. But it says, be reconciled to God. And then it says, for God was in Christ already reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us. Then he says, be reconciled to God. Right. Have the same mindset. He reconciled us and we are reconciled when it says be reconciled to God it's just saying consider yourself reconciled say that again yeah consider yourself reconciled consider yourself as pleasing to God consider yourself as no accounts payable no accounts need to be paid paid in full paid in full amen amen okay so all that Reconciliation was accomplished in his death. And so we're fast forward. Now he's resurrected three days later. And remember the scene where Mary, some of the disciples go to the tomb and he shows up and they're afraid. They're afraid because they they don't understand what's going on. Even though they had that testimony in John 1 that heaven is now open. Check this out, Gardner. Okay. Some of the disciples and some of the women, women seem to be a little braver than the disciples, go to the tomb, and he's not there, but he they see an angel, and he gives them a message to take back to the disciples, and then with the disciples, Jesus just shows up. Amen. And you know what he says? Do not fear, rejoice very same thing he was saying before isn't it yes the joy of the lord is my strength joy is a noun rejoice is the verb for be joyful yes very same thing Mm -hmm. and the joy of the lord is our Our strength. strength the source is our lord that's the strength we need to live the christian life the i am i can do all things through christ who strengthens me verbatim from the Apostle Paul. Yes. I think Tim Tebow had that tattooed on his under his eye. Oh my gosh. Did he really? Yeah, it was cool. But Jesus says, rejoice. Don't be afraid. And then he says, in verse 19, he says, go therefore and make disciples teach, baptize in that we mm-hmm. keep going to this word, yep. this identity. Yeah. Get this. In the name of the Father. Who is and I the am. Son. Right. I'll say well, that again. Who is I am. The Father is I am. In the name of I am. Wasn't that Exodus 4 where he says, what shall I tell them your name is? Exactly. Tell them I am. Yep. In the name of the Son. Didn't Jesus say before Abraham was? I am. I am. He almost got stoned. (laughs) They knew what he was saying. They knew what he was saying. He was calling himself the I am. And of the Holy Spirit, whose name is the I I am. Yes. And he says, baptizing into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all these things, whatever I have commanded. Haven't we just learned how to observe everything he's commanded Mm -hmm. in the strength of the Spirit? The Spirit. The I Am. Then he says this, 
and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He says his name. The I am is with us always, even to the end of the age. There's never a time the I am is not with us. No, because he's inside of us. So whatever the moment is, the I am is there to handle it, to do it. Yes. With the I am in us, can't we do whatsoever he's commanded? Yes. Us to do? Yes. Because now, The only way. Right, because now we've learned to grit our teeth and, and um, get an accountability partner. and Yeah, no, because no, he's in us. He's in us. The I am is in us. And I like the doer to, is in us. The doer is in us. Yes. The done mm-hmm. is in us. That's our strength. That's why we rejoice. Because we are the vessels of God. We are the instruments of God. That, that's worth rejoicing for. Remember in Nehemiah, they read the whole law, mm-hmm. and the people said, Amen, amen. This is truly, truly true. And then they were pretty much told to observe it and they put their head down to the earth and were depressed. Sad. Yes. And he says, don't be sad. The joy of the I am is your strength. strength. They had no idea. I don't think they really understood what that was. Clueless. No, no. The vine is your strength. And I don't think the disciples when they walked with Jesus understood no, not until the Spirit physically came inside of them. Once they had the Spirit inside of them, they, they knew what it meant. And I'm not even sure that even when Jesus tells them, Behold, I am, the I am is with you always, even till the end of the age. I still don't think they quite got it. But the day of Pentecost came, and that's what all the epistles and all the how to do the imperatives is about this one sentence the I am is with us you see Bill that just makes me want to get my shine on I mean I just get the shine on get it on get it on brother Jesus said you don't shine your light under the bed but you put it up on a lampstand where it can be seen by everybody everybody can can see this he says you're a city on the hill with light let your light shine he's been telling us to let him shine through us since genesis it's always been about him being able to do what we can't do he wants to shine through us and give cause us to be a shining example of what a Christian is supposed to be. We can be those shining examples that we want. We just let him shine through us instead of gritting our teeth and trying real hard to make a profound statement or to make a loving statement or something that pertains to wherever you're, the situation that you're in. No, just wait on the Lord to shine and he will shine through you. Doesn't he say that in Philippians? I think it's in 2 where he says 
that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation mm -hmm. among whom you shine, shine as lights in the universe. Yes, that's what we want to do. Shine as lights in the universe because it's him shining through us. Weren't we given a hint in Isaiah 60 where it says, forecasting the future, arise, resurrection life, arise, shine. Preach for it. your light has come and the glory of the Lord, the weight, the glow of the Lord is with you. It's just mm -hmm. everywhere, Steve. The whole Bible's been saying this. That's why we're so adamant about trying to spread such a message. That's, that's what the Guardians of Grace is about. It's about bringing glory to God. Didn't Jesus say, let your light shine in such a way that they will glorify your Father in heaven? Let me just say that, Steve, it says that they would shine like the stars in the universe. All I had to shine was my little pocket flashlight. Yeah. It doesn't put out any light. It just points out my flaws and faults all the more. But it's amazing. He's let us shine like stars of the universe announcing the gospel. That, that's what the gospel is, is the I am is in us. Right. We can be the exemplary Christians. We can be those shining, radiating Christians that everybody wants to be around. Just he does it through us. That's the new covenant way of life. That's what Paul taught everywhere in every church. I teach a new covenant way of life everywhere in every church. Let Jesus shine through me. I go to everywhere in every church telling them to let Jesus shine. And he brings Jesus to a city and people receive Christ and those people become better people and they begin to shine and he goes into the city and spreads the word which spreads the spirit of God and the whole city becomes a better place to live in in this holy world would be a better place to live in if we could get everybody impregnated with the spirit of God they would all shine the world the world would be so bright you could see it from other galaxies because we'd be shining so much this world would run right it says the kid can put his hand in the den of the adder why because they're not manifesting their own natures they're manifesting the nature of god which is shining the nature of god it's all about manifesting Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory, the hope of shining. That's why he says, go to all the nations and baptize. I Tell them about this identity. Yes. And I am, our light is with us always. He's shining. He's in us shining always. And it's the same idea you, you just mentioned. I think it's Isaiah 25. It says the light shines so brightly that the veil is removed off the face of the earth and all the people see the glory of God together. Amen. Amen. Say that again. Just talking about uh, Isaiah 25 mm -hmm. where it says that as this light shines, the veil is removed off the, the face of the earth. I forget the exact language it is. This is going to happen one day when we get our shine on. Yes, didn't they? Jesus is the light of the world. Didn't Jesus say, I am the light of the world? Apparently he wasn't kidding. No, it was the life of the light of the life of men. He Jesus who keeps was. my sayings 
She'll never stumble, but she'll have the light of life. And he, right after that, he said, I am the light of the world. The light of life keeps you from stumbling. You see what that says? It keeps you from messing up and embarrassing yourself. You will quit fall, tripping over your own two feet and you'll walk the Christian life like everybody wants to. Remember, this Guardians of Grace message is to people who want to live the perfect Christian life or as close to perfection as they can. We want to obey the commandments. We want to be examples. We want to be good witnesses. We want to be everything that we would think that pleases God. We want to be everything that we set as standards for ourselves. We're just talking about how to achieve those high standards. Let the Spirit of Christ do for you what you can't do for yourself. And I don't think we've said it enough. I think we're going to have to do another podcast on shining. Yeah. Because there's more. There, there certainly is. There certainly is. But for our dog Steve's head's about to explode. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm pretty excited. I'm, yeah. For tonight, we'll close in prayer. But we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. You've blessed it, us. It does. Much more than you could ever imagine. And the comments that are beginning to come in, it's all starting to happen. People seem to be repeating the same things we said. Their comments back to us are saying, when you said this, blah, 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 it really registered to me. So the that's script- the common theme. It's resonating with them. Yes. It, meaning their spirit already knew it. Right. Right. It, it wasn't a new th- concept to them, but it was a an echo of the spirit in them that recognized it. Yes. And we love it that you tell us about it. We also want you to tell everybody that you know about it. Say, these guys point to scriptures, and the scriptures are really enlightening. They're giving me... Shiny wisdom there. I'm I'm actually understanding what these scriptures say. When you point to them and put one scripture next to another, they they create a picture that I'm understanding. That those are the comments everybody out there is making to us. We want you to make them to everybody around you because they could use the rev too. So if you don't mind, push share and send people the message of the good news help us do that because we're what our lives are dedicated to that we're going to do it till the day we die can't think of anything better to do no no so with that in mind i'll say father god please allow us to shine and shine and shine some more father it's all depends on you let us realize what covenant we live under, that we do not live under that old covenant where there's a bunch of do's and don'ts and performance motivation to help us do it in punishment. If we don't, just verb-based preaching, we don't live under that covenant anymore. We live under the covenant where you shine through us and you get all those things done for us and we can enjoy the covenant that we live under 
not having to worry about whether we're taking off with a license to sin because we're not doing that. We're blossoming. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to blossom and cause us to take root in what those scriptures that Bill and Steve have been pointing to tell us because they're loaded. They give us a lot of information about how to live the Christian life. And it's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Good night. We love you.